Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Well, good morning, everyone. So today we are talking about He took fear when He took our infirmities. And so, you know, that's why we know that, <clears throat> that in, okay, so in infirmity, there's a spirit of infirmity, and then there's a spirit of fear. So all of that, Jesus literally did away with at the cross, right? All of that was taken care of at the cross. And so he took our infirmities and he bore our sicknesses. And he, and when he took all of that at the cross, fear should have went with it, or let's put it this way. So when fear tries to rise up and tell you something different, that's when you say, wait a minute, no, because he already took the infirmities. He took the sicknesses. He took the disease. He took the mental illness. He took all of that on his body. So why would we be in fear? Well, because are we being bombarded by be, be imparted, being bombarded by, you know, horrible thoughts and intrusive thinking and all this weird stuff? Are we being bombarded with that? Yeah, you might be. But it's not yours. It doesn't, it hasn't latched onto you. It doesn't belong to you. Do you understand that? It does not belong to you. I'm going to say that again so that you really like get this. So that you can say that it does not belong to me. You know, we've got to be careful that we're not going off of someone else's faith. You see, you know, before we got sick is the time that we position our heart to believe this before that uh, symptom hit our body. Because after the symptom hits the body, it's really hard. Okay, maybe not for you, but I'm speaking for myself. It's really hard to fight against it because it's it's I it's foreign to me. I don't know how to what to how to deal with it. I don't know what to do with it because I've never. Okay, this would be someone that doesn't have uh, the healing um, revelation that pretty much this whole New Testament's about, pretty much, we see Jesus going everywhere in healing the sick and then sending his disciples out to do that throughout the whole New Testament. And all he was doing was fulfilling what Isaiah the prophet said in back in, in um, Isaiah 53, 4. He was just fulfilling the prophecy that God gave Isaiah. He was fulfilling that. But it's being um, revealed in the New Testament. You know, there had to be a savior. There had to be a son of God, son of man. And there had to be a, 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 a sacrifice made and a, la, a, a one and for all sacrifice, meaning Jesus. That was the only way it was going to happen. So what I love about that is, is that we, I always say, well, we should all say this, that I only do and say as my father says and does. Let me repeat that. Jesus says, 
I only do and say as my father says and does. Why are we seeking outside of what my father says and does? Why do we do that? We are seeking outside of that. Well, then when we do that, unfortunately, for me, I got caught up in a bunch of new age lies, crap, junk, deception, whatever you want to call it. When I went outside of what my father said and does, what my father says and does, I got into something else besides the word of God. Wow, that is so good. I hope you just got that revelation I got. So that's how we know that when he took the infirmities and he took the, or the infirmity and he took the sickness, that means he took that on his body so that we would never have to accept it and have it live in our hearts. You see, when we are so, unfortunately, I hate to say this, but it's true. When we are so carnally minded and we are not spiritually minded and we are carnally minded and then a symptom comes, how do you get into the spiritually minded part? I don't know. It didn't work for me. See, I, I, was, I was carnally minded before, even though I had the spirit of God on the inside of me. I was carnally minded. I was going after what man said I should do. And that's why I was tossed to and fro by every wind of medicine, by every wind of doctor. Not doctrine. Yes, there was doctrine. But I'm going to change that up a little bit and say, tossed to and fro by every wind of doctor. This doctor said this. This doctor said that. This doctor over here said this. And Jesus like, hey, Julianne. Hey, 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 hey. Before you get lost in all of that, here I am. Before you get lost in that mess, here, here I am, Julianne. Don't lose sight of me. I love what I heard Curry Blake says, said one day. He said, pull your mind back when it wanders. Pull your mind. You can do that. Sometimes we feel weak and we feel like we can't do it. We're like, I can't do it. It doesn't work. I've tried. I just say this. And then my mind goes here. Pull your mind back when it wanders. We all can be subject to a wandering mind. But we have to pull it back. To, back to the word. Back to truth when it starts to wander. Especially when you're at a doctor's office. And they said, oh, yeah, come back and we'll give you the results. And you think it's going to be totally fine. And somebody says, well, we thought this was nothing. But it turns out that it's something. Uh-oh. Now, all of a sudden, the doctor is speaking and, like, this tunnel vision happens. And now all you're hearing is, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm going to die. 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 Because that's what the enemy immediately comes to steal the word. Man, that was awesome. He immediately comes to steal the word. And I'm going to find that one scripture. Uh, let's see. Uh, that, that talks about that. And that's the parable of the sower. Uh, 
let's see, comes. I wasn't even going to teach about that. But I'm going to do it right now. Well, this one might not do. Well, here we go. This is good. Um, it says, then he said to them, if you don't understand this parable, how will you understand any parable? Let me explain. The farmer sows the word as seed, and what falls on the beaten path represents those who hear the word, but immediately Satan appears and snatches it from their hearts. Boy, do you see how, do you see why it's so important that this word is sown in our hearts, that the truth is here, that the relationship has been established? The relationship has to be established in order for this to have any effect on you. The farmer sows the word as seed, and what falls on the beaten path represents those who hear the word, but immediately Satan appears and snatches it from their hearts. The seed sown on the ground represents those who hear the word and receive it joyfully. But because their hearts fail to sink a deep root into the word, they don't endure for long. For when trouble or persecution comes on account of the word, they immediately wilt, wilt and fall away. And the seed sown among thorns represents those who hear the word, but they allow the cares of this life and the seduction of wealth and the desires for other things and the words of the doctors, they don't really say that, but I'm putting that in there, to crowd out and choke the word so it produces nothing. Wow. I love that. Thank you, Jesus. That is what happens. So when you don't, where that seed of that, the word is the seed, right? When it's not rooted in you. And I mean, like, not just rooted, like, oh, root, no, I mean, like in you, all around you, all over you at all times. Not just when we're feeling super spiritual, but all times. That's why we've got to be so careful about how much world we get influenced by. I am so serious about this. We have got to be so careful about how much the world is influencing us. Because if it's a huge influencer, we're not going to be influenced by the spirit of God anymore. And what we know and believe and what we stand on is truth when that tumor is growing like wildfire. When that pain is her is is literally trying to take over your whole body, what do we do then? If this is if this is rooted so deep in our hearts, honestly, we start first of all we start laughing at it because it's so dumb, it's so ridiculous. But let me just say this. We do not have any more time to waste. Every day has to be a deepening in a relationship with the Lord. So you've got to take away the things that are distracting you. Take away. And let me say this. Just pause right there. Just because I'm speaking, Herman and Raquel, Nikki, Nicole, Jeremiah, Cindy, Mike, just because we're speaking does not mean that we don't study, that we've got it all. We have got to keep our, our ears and our eyes on this word. 
If we don't, it's going to be a big problem. And I know that if any of our speakers would ever have that happen to them, they would say, they would dismiss themselves from the platform because this platform, anybody that teaches here has to know that there's no other way, but the way, the only way, Jesus Christ. It, it has, it, there's no other, there's, there can be no other gods. And no one on this platform is worshiping any other God. And I know that they would, they would be so uh, quick to say, hey, whoever, hey, Julianne, you know, I, I've chosen this over the word of God, which would never happen. But I'm, what I'm, I'm just making that as an example to say that we, we do not, we're not exempt from, you know, from any of these things and the wiles of the devil to try to mess with us. But the, the key word is try. He doesn't win. He can try. He can try to form that weapon. He can try to form that sickness against you. He can try to form that oppression against you. He can try to get you so offended that you now are spiraling down into this world of offense. And now you're angry and bitter and, oh, every other evil thing in your heart. He can try all those things, but he does not win. He doesn't win. He can't win where the heart is already fulfilled with the word of God. It's not even, you, you can't even argue the point. And that's what, that's what our goal is, is to get to that place where there's no, there's no point in arguing. Nothing is going to change my mind. I know what the truth is. And I will stand on this truth till the day I leave this earth. And that's why we do this platform, because we want to help you and help ourselves, hello, get to that place where nothing can shake us. You know, no matter what you're feeling, no matter what you're going through, these words do not change. Did you hear what I just said? The words, these words do not change. The words do not change. The words do not change based on your situation. The word of God does not change based on your, um, your current situation, your current circumstance. It doesn't. When it says, by his stripes you are healed, it doesn't matter if you're healed from uh, a broken heart. Uh, broken foot, um, I don't know what else, a broken car. <laughs> I've had to pray over my car before. Why not? It's got to work. Something happened. In the name of Jesus, engine, you need to start now, whatever it might be. But the bottom line is this. Please hear me out. The bottom line is this. Is the, is the word of God, the seed. And are you working on it? This is not like you're going to go to zero to a thousand in a day. This is why you have to spend time in the word, spend time with the father, because he knows you. He knows everything. So when the farmer sows the word as the seed, which is the, the Lord, and what falls on the beaten path represents those who hear the word, but immediately Satan appears and snatches it from their heart. So in your head, 
you might be thinking, by his stripes and healed. I know he took my, my infirmities. He took my sicknesses. He took all disease and all that on his own body. In your head. But what is in your heart? If I did heart surgery, surgery on you, what would I find in your heart? That's what's, that is the problem. This is good. <laughs> this is really good. This is the problem. I'm so excited. I could run around my room right now because this is the problem. If the word is not literally anchored in your heart, Satan appears and snatches it from your heart. And the seed sown on gravel represents those who hear the word and receive it joyfully, but because their hearts fail to sink a deep root into the word, they don't endure for long. They last a little bit. And this is not a thing where we're pointing, I'm pointing a finger at you and saying, you just don't have enough faith. You just don't know Jesus enough. You this, you that, you don't know, you don't, you're weak, you're this, you're that. You know, this is not about that. This is what the truth is. And I know that I'm reading out of the passion and some people go, oh, I don't like the passion. So let me just read it out of the New King James. You might have a problem with the New King James too. Um. Well, what I love is, well, first, okay. Okay, let me see. I've got it in Matthew too, but let me just hold that for a second and let me go to Mark. Okay. Um, let's see, Mark. Yeah, yeah here, Mike. Mark, Mark 4.15. Okay. And these ones by the wayside where the word is sown. Oh, wait, let me start from talk. Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? Now, this is all in red, by the way. Let me just show you. It's all in red. And it happened as he sowed that some fell by the wayside. Oh, wait. Yeah, I'm sorry from the beginning. Some fell by the wayside and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched and because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among the thorns and the thorns grew up and choked it and it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased, and produced some thirtyfold, some some sixty, and some hundred. And he said to them, and Jesus said to them, "He who has ears to hear, let him hear." So here we go. But when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parable, and he said to them, "To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God." So I just want you to hear this. This is like gold. To you, it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. When we sit here as Christians that have the Holy Spirit on the inside of them, and we say God works in mysterious ways, how can you say that? 
there's no mystery because it's already been, it's already on the inside of you because the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. How can you say that? You just haven't asked. To you, it has been given to know the mystery. To you, it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside, all things come in parables because they can't understand what Jesus has already um, uh, purposed in their hearts to do. He's already told them where to go and what to do to go cast out demons, to go heal the sick, to go raise the dead <clears throat> so that seeing they may see and not, per and not perceive and hearing they may hear and not understand lest they, should lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven them. Okay. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the other parables? The sower sows the seed. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are those ones, these likewise are those on stony ground who when they hear the word immediately receive it with gladness and they have no root in themselves. So they receive it with glad, they, they're like so happy, like they're so um, thankful with gladness and they have no root in themselves. So, and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation comes or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. And the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the des desires for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit. Some 30-fold, 60, and some 100-fold. Now, this can go for money. This can go for relationships. This can go for healing. Because the word is what the issue is. What is sown into your heart? What is rooted into your heart. I love what Mike Hesh always talks about where the positioning of your heart, where is it? And it's so true. Where is your heart? When we let the cares of this world and the, and the symptoms of our body choke the word, when we let the, the symptoms of our body um, What's another one here? Choke the word. Um, oh, and be scorched. And, and let the, the, the word or, or the word that's been sown, we let the birds come and completely take away the seed. It's like the birds, the sun, the this, the that, that is killing the word. In our terms, it's the influence of the world in our life is what's stealing the word out of our hearts. So something that is rooted like an anchor 
right? So the anchors like this and the hand and the arm thingies go up like that. I used to work on my dad's boat, so I, I know how to handle an anchor. When the anchor goes down, it doesn't go down with the arms out, it goes down with everything like in one thing and or one closed up. It goes down and then it roots up. And then so when it goes down, the earth go or the, the ground of the ocean goes over it. So when it tries to come up, now it's been weighted down by the the whatever, the the ground, you know, the, the flooring of the ocean. And now it can't be moved. But a storm could come. A tsunami could come. But that root has taken place. So it cannot uproot the anchor. So a tsunami can be a symptom. A tsunami could be a diagnosis. A tsunami could be a pain. A tsunami could be anything that would try to steal the, the, the rootedness of the word. It's like you are, it's like this. It's like um, a storm, um, a tornado, uh, a, like I said, a tsunami, whatever it is. It's like you're standing there strong and it's like they're, it's trying to throw you off. It's trying, the wind is trying to take you from side to side, but you're like, nope, not moving. Not moving. Not moving. We need to make a decision today. I'm not being moved by every wind of doctor reports. I am not moving by every wind of how I feel. I'm not being moved by what my thoughts are telling me. I will not be moved by the, um, the, the voice in my head that's trying to tell me the opposite. I will not be moved by those thoughts that try to destroy me because they, they know me and they know that I react to them. What if you didn't today? What if you didn't react to any symptom? What if you didn't? What if you didn't react in a carnal way of freaking out? What if you just sat for a moment and let the Holy Spirit minister to you and tell you what to do? That's what we're supposed to be doing. You can identify the liar when it tries to strike you because that's what it's doing. It's lying to you. It's lying to you. And it is meant to do that. It's not meant to agree with you and what the word says. It's meant to lie to you. It's meant to steal the word, just like it says right here. Well, let me go back to this one, which I love. And that is um, uh, the Passion Translation, where it says, and what falls on the, I'm sorry, the farmer sows the word as seed. And what falls on the beaten path represents those who hear the word, but immediately Satan appears and snatches it from their hearts. Man, this is so good. 
uh, I want to explain this is in now in Matthew 13, 18. It says, therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. I'm going to stop there because we could very easily go, but I'm just a new Christian. I don't understand all this yet. Okay. That does not matter at all because what you do know is truth. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who receives seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who received seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. Now, this is where we all are going to be as of today. But he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it who indeed bears fruit and produces, some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. That is who we are. Man, we got to quit. We got to quit selling ourselves short all the time. I don't deserve it. I did all these things. I'm not worthy of it. I was really raised a very self-conscious person. I can't look people in the eyes and I'm like so nervous all the time because I'm not worthy. Like, oh, shut up and stop it. Like literally shut your mouth and stop it. You were worthy enough for Jesus to go and get himself beaten to death beyond recognition to go be put on a cross to take all your sickness and disease. And you're going to sit here and tell me you're not worthy. I'm sorry, but that's stupid. That's dumb. That's bad doctrine. That's someone that's told you a lie and you believed it. And now you are sticking with the lie. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I don't care what kind of uh, thoughts or what somebody says or any of that stuff that tries to put you back into the place of, of weakness and an undeserving, get them out of your life. Don't let them speak to you anymore. I'm serious about this. You've got to stop this. Get them out of your life now, because you have got to keep this word so strong on the inside of you that no matter what wind of doctor's report, what wind of doctrine, what wind of symptoms that come, you know the truth. And the truth is what makes you free. This is life. This is, this is a man. This is awesome life that I need to know that, that you are receiving. And I know it's not my business past when I say goodbye, but I love you all. And I, and I, think of you as my friends and I think of you as my family and I don't want to see anybody 
scared, sitting in their house, not being able to move because of anxiety. I hate all that. So anyway, I love you and I'll see you next week. And I pray for all of you. And in Jesus name, be set free, be whole, be trusting in this word that is life-giving and it's disease removing. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.